The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming, we are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but are afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about it all. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, entertainment, politics, TV. We've got it. You've got it. You know it. We'll talk about it. And I'm here today with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good, Buff. How are you? I'm really good and really good. Excited for our guest, a man I've known for, gosh, I want to say probably over 20 years, have announced every one of his fights in the UFC. Uh, he is the former UFC lightweight champion. Let's bring on the Hall of Famer, the new UFC Hall of Famer, Jens Little Evil Pulver. What's up? Gosh, How you doing? Jens, how are you? <laughs> I'm golden. How are you doing? I'm golden, too. I'm golden. Yeah. We're both in red, but I'm golden. It's all I good. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's the feeling. I got that gold feeling. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're both in red. Hey. Is that like a, I got this love and feeling? Well, that's gold. Oh, feeling. don't that's get me feeling. singing, but I can get a whole of that. You know, hey, I, yeah. By the way, that second one, I like that. That new movie, the new Top Gun with them. Oh, the, yeah. The old school. I love that one. Yeah, you know, I, I was worried when they yeah. do uh, new takes or, or, you know, sequels to movies that are like legendary and iconic. I actually think that the second Top Gun might be better than the first in some ways. In some ways, maybe a little more. Um, well, actually, they were both character-driven, but uh, I'll tell you one thing. The last 20 minutes of that film, you're on the edge of your seat. Oh, my yep. God. Oh, so it is something to see. And that's the thing, I think, but it's really cool because you kind of have to see the first one to really appreciate the second yeah. one. So that even yep. if you're not watching the second one, like, I got to go back and see the first one. I got to go find it, you know what I mean, and go watch the first one. Yeah, but yet, you know, when they do sequels it. like that, whether it's like, you know, a difficult sequel maybe to follow would be, even though it's all shoot them up and beat them up, is like John Wick 4, wondering should I seen John Wick 1. But they did, did such a good job on Maverick that um, the younger audience, which didn't see the original film as a rule, you know, you're 18 to 25-year-olds, um, I think it, it allowed them to enjoy the film, getting a feeling for what was up. You know, yeah. I'm happy we're talking about films right now because I have an IMDb page uh, that I am on. And the first entry, the only reason I ever had an IMDb page is because my fat ass in a Minnesota Twins cap is holding a microphone at a scrum that ended up in Jens Pulver's Driven documentary and <laughs> ended up putting my name on there. Jens, have you have you done? I mean, obviously the the documentary, uh, but have you have you done much acting? Not too much. I've done. I, I got to be. Um... Not really. No, I haven't. You know, not, I, I would love to get the opportunity, but nah, I never. Ironically, as much as I love being in front of a camera, as much as I love talking and stuff, it, I, I figured, but nope, this, maybe because I live in Iowa, it could be location. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't really maybe. dive in too much. I haven't, not too often. I told you, I told you the story about Mark Coleman, didn't I, TJ? I don't think so. I got a call back in the days. Remember the movie Gladiator? Yeah. Okay. Um, the director of Gladiator, one of the finest directors, you know, around the whole nine yards. I got a call from his office. They were casting Gladiator. Okay. Right? And uh, Ridley Scott was the director of Gladiator, which is just an amazing director. And so they wanted Mark Coleman for one of the Gladiator roles, right? Okay. And I called up Mark, and he was in his gym working out, preparing for a fight or whatever the case may be. He goes, no, Buff, I got to concentrate on my training and this, that, and the other. Then the movie comes out to be one of the finest films ever made. Right. One of the biggest box office hits ever done. And uh, to this day, he still sees every time he sees me, pretty much, he just regrets the fact <laughs> that he didn't go in. And you can imagine Mark Coleman in his prime, uh, how he would have looked in Gladiator. What he oh, would yeah. Played, you know, the, the role of the big, uh, the blonde guy that, you know, yeah. uh, sided himself with Russell Crowe the whole bit. But anyway, it's a fork in the road routine, guys. You well, either go right or you go left. You got to say yes more often than not. Uh, Dean Thomas is a guy that a lot of people know in the MMA space, and he he said that he's like MMA's yes man. He just says yes to pretty much everything that he can physically do, and you know more often than not, it opens doors. You just got to say yes. 
I, exactly. I'm a yes everywhere. I, I'll say I got no problem, especially in front of a camera. Yes. But talk. Yeah. Me well, talk. Let's go. It's obvious you say yes, Jens. I mean, you fought as a flyweight. You fought as a bantamweight. You fought as a featherweight. You fought as a lightweight. You became the lightweight champion. You were a head coach on the Ultimate Fighter Five uh, series. You've been in Pride, uh, on and on and on. I mean, when have you? I've seen you box. It's like yeah, I've you know. And I, matter of fact, I think I announced your boxing event uh, that um, Dan Lambert put on down in Florida. Yeah, there was a couple. Yeah, there was a few that I've done. So yeah, I've yeah. been around. I, and that's it. I mean. In the time, especially back when we were first starting, ah, man, it's like, why not? I wanted to do everything. I'll fight. Yeah, I'll do this. I'll do it. I, I, the world opened up, like TJ said, and I've just taken advantage of it. It's like, sure, I'll dive in. But I've never, ironically, almost got to do a Rambo. At least I got to try out for it. Wow. I had to be a part of that. And, you know, and that was it. But, yeah, I've never much in the, like I said, on the movie side of things. I always thought maybe because, it's like I said, I live in Iowa. Maybe might have been the reason. I could have been maybe West Coast. It'd have been different, but you just mentioned another thing. I'm going to tell you another story from my past. My dad was a screenwriter and a book writer. Was he, he really? Read, yeah, and he read, well, he ran Fortune 500 companies, but he was an accomplished short story writer for men's magazines like Argosy and Playboy and other things back in in the 50 late 50s. And then uh, when we moved out to Malibu, he stopped his uh job as vice president of a fortune 500 company to quit and write and you know do what he had true passion for kind of like me you know when i sold my two companies to take over the management of michael i learned my entrepreneurial spirit from my dad so he was fav he, he really loved a book called rambo and he introduced it uh to the people named buzz finehance the producer was one of the original producers on rambo and you know he wanted to write the script wow and and Rambo was tossed around Holly for a long time. People were trying to find the, the guy to play the Stallone character. Stallone wound up writing the script, of course, if I remember correctly. So it's amazing how these Hollywood things change and shift and shuffle, if I've told that story correct. Good story. I like it. I like brief, it. That is brief serious. story. Brief story. That's for sure. All right, <laughs> let's get on the story. Jens, um, you have said yes to many things, and of course – you said yes to the Hall of Fame. How does it feel to be a Hall of Famer in the UFC? It's wild. It hasn't It hasn't really sunk in. And it, it, it goes back to, it's funny about the yes part. Here's what I was saying no to that, where are they now? And like for a few years, they kept asking, you know, hey, we want to do this, where are they now? And I'm like, no. And like, what I go, ah. I go, I don't want to do it. And like, wow, I don't like where I'm at in life. I go, I don't, I don't like where I'm at. And wow. they're like, okay. And so this is kind of how I got set up I got set up on this one a little bit. I didn't realize this was happening, but they had called again. They said, hey, we want to do this. Where are they now? And I'm thinking, man, you know what? All right. This time, it was weird. I go, this time I was like, yes, I'll do it. I like where I'm at. I like what I'm doing. I, you know what I mean? I like where I'm at in life. I, I, I'm i loving doing the UFC stream. I'm watching fights. I'm just, I really like where I'm at in my world. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And so that set up this whole surprise that they knew that I was, I was going to get inducted. I think we were in, um, they were in Australia at the time. So I was set up. And when I was doing the watch along, they go, I had guests and everything like that. It's like, all right, we need you to do a full screen really quick because they're going to kind of introduce it. They're doing this. Where are they now? So I went full screen when the, when the pay-per-view started and you of course were in there doing it. And I was like, all right, this is cool. And then they showed, you know, um, they showed who who was it that just got inducted, I think, right before that was Jose Aldo, I believe. Yep. And um, so they showed Jose Aldo. I'm like, ooh, cool. And then all of a sudden I hear Anik. And I started with the eyes and I was like, wait a second. You know, and he said, It is time for immortality. You know, his wait for immortality has come. And boom. And then I look over because my son, a little side note, my wife had just texted and said, hey, your son's got to do a project. He wants he's supposed to kind of film you at work. And I was like, all right, cool. Because we already did an interview a couple of days, a week before about stuff. So he's watching me and I look over and I look at him and he doesn't know what's going on. And I'm and I, I, I was stunned. I didn't know. I just I didn't know what to think. It was the coolest thing in the world. So now I got my son standing right there. I'm all I'm in Australia, all over the monitors, right? All over the the big the big monitors, and I'm teary eyed, just waving. <laughs> it was really cool. It was yeah, it was something. It was it was it was something. It might, might I say this is a, your life. I'm sure. 
Might I yeah. say, this is a long time coming, too, for Jens, because when the UFC Hall of Fame first came out, the hardcores were calling for Jens to be one of the first guys inducted. So when it, when it finally came, uh, you know, to, 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 to steal a line from Robbie Lawler, when it finally came, it came hard because it came hard for emotions for, for Jens. And I think hardcores like myself as well, because I found out a couple days before Jens found out because we were going to do an extra rounds interview. And like, man, I, I was overwhelmed with emotions for you, Jens, because I mean, you're that guy. You're like Mr. UFC in a lot of ways, especially <laughs> for the, the lighter weight fighters. And, uh, man, I can't wait. It's uh, just a few weeks away until uh, it's finally official. Oh, I know. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, no matter how you look at it, Jens, you're like old school to new school, you know? Yeah, 100%. VHS to Blu-ray. Well, that was wow. the thing. Wow. We I watching, like that, actually. That's yeah, good. VHS you're to Blu-ray was pretty much my career, you know? So it, it's been around. That was like what we were just talking about. One of the things is, um, like, I realized, speaking of old schools, we started, because I do the, the UFC stream on Twitch, so we're always doing stuff for, um, and we're going through Fight Pass. We went through the first fights and you know i mean from one i think we went from one to 22 and just to see when everybody when you popped in on the scene like a joe rogan was behind like i don't think people truly understood and appreciated just how long ago like when you know you were on the scene and then with joe rogan especially even i was caught off guard i was like joe rogan was really here from like ufc four doing like the locker room interviews or something like that actually actually i started at ufc uh, eight, eight yeah, the prelims, and Joe came on about a year or two later, year and a half later. Okay, okay, uh, give or give or take, give or take. But you know, it's definitely over. Tw it's twenty seven and a half years almost for me now. It's crazy. It's crazy, wild. crazy time. You know, you've seen you've seen like the evolutionary process of the UFC. As I always like to say, it's gone from spectacle to sport. You've seen the negotiations that happen with different fighters, including the negotiations that you've been involved in yourself. Now, one of the biggest negotiations that has come to an end and is now finally, after year after months of uh, losing potential relevancy, Francis Ngannou signed with the with the PFL. Yeah. Okay. Jake Paul's with the PFL and Ghana's with the PFL. Uh, God knows what they gave him, but supposedly he put in his contract that he wants to guarantee two million dollars to anybody that fights him, uh, which is quite a I've never seen that done by anybody except for maybe Tom Brady giving up five or 10 million of his contract to give the uh, Patriots more money for the draft. If you remember that story mm -hmm. some years ago. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite a move. And I was wondering if France and Ghana was ever going to get signed again. So how do you feel about this? Jens? I, I told Francis on the show when the UFC supposedly offered him eight plus million, I'm sure pay-per-view points, whatever. Again, this is written in the news. I can, I am not privy to this internal negotiations that go on with the UFC. Do you think he should have left the UFC? Well, I think everybody's got to do, they got to do it, I guess, what makes them happy. Do. You know what I mean? They got to do a put, to, put a smile on their face at the end of the day, right? I think anybody would tell you that. I mean, you got to do what you need to do. And if you don't feel like, you know, if you feel like you can go elsewhere, if you feel like you want to go in the boxing or I think that was one of the biggest things was everybody wanted to figure out is like how much, you know, is he going to go into the boxing realm? People were looking to do that. And boxing money's always been massive money. Then you started getting, you know, you brought up that Jake Paul and stuff like that. And you got these fighters fighting for millions, uh, you know, just doing these are YouTubers and they're fighting for these big checks and stuff like that. So now, Obviously, you get to a point like that where you're considered the 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 baddest man on the planet. Obviously, by especially when you, you're the UFC heavyweight champion, and you know that's one of those things that people want to know. Like, I I don't you know you do what you think. Again, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. Absolutely, and it doesn't always mean it's going to be the best for the company you were with or anything like that. And but it, and also at the same time, it's also a risk. I think that's the one thing about with this sport, you can always go out there, right? No matter what you do in life, I'm going to go and I'm going to go out on my own. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. So, you right. know, I mean, but the way he did it and then I go, you go with this kind of signing, this is pretty odd. I mean, this is definitely something. Now you've got everybody wanting to fight you just because they're guaranteed 2 million. This is unprecedented, I think, in a lot of ways. And then you wonder what is Francis getting? You know, if his opponent's getting 2 million, you got to assume that he's getting... Uh, a good chunk, you know, more than two million, and then on top of that, like, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, pee on the parade, but 
Uh, I wonder, you know, is the PFL, is this a, a financial move that makes sense for them? It's a lot of money. Uh, you know, you win a tournament, you get a million dollars. Now, if you just fight Francis Ngannou, you get $2 million. That doesn't make sense. I'll tell you one thing that benefits in the uh, six degrees of separation. We all know that term, right? Right. Yeah. You know who the major sponsor of the PFL is? Uh, Puncher's Chance. Puncher's Chance. Yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> that's my bourbon, Jens. I'm sure you I know, know it is. I so, know it is. I love it. So maybe you're the one that's paying Francis Ngannou's opponents $2 million, Buff. I don't know, but I hope they don't raise the price on us for the <laughs> for the rainbow. <laughs> hey, Jens, uh, the, you know, I, I don't want to get too personal in your career, but you're one of the the fighters that, you know, had fought inside of the UFC, had contract dispute, left the UFC. How much was that actually you dealing with the UFC, or were you relying on your manager at the time to, to do most of those conversations? Because it was the Wild West then. I mean, the UFC was still a, a very much a, a niche and fringe sport. No, it was um... – yeah, I tried to stay out of it. I, I I was just trying to stay out of it, and I tried to do the. Uh, obviously, there's personal involved when you know everybody, right? And so I was like, I was trying to stay out of the personal because I'm listening to my manager, which is all right. This is business, so I was like, all right, well, I'll just sit here and you just tell me what we're gonna do. You know, you just tell me what we're doing, and uh, you know, so I just let the powers that be. The only thing I, the only thing I wanted, like I said, personally, was I was like, man, I just you know, I wanted to be the the highest paid lightweight in my division. And that was, right. that was, that was kind of my goal. And obviously I wanted to be the champ. I love, of course I wanted to stay the champ. I love being the champion, but I had to, I really had to do the like delegate in that aspect of like, all right, th this is what you do. You're the manager. You want, this is what you want to do. I'm going to trust you, but man, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. You know what I mean? And, but okay. And that's kind of, you know, I don't know how, man, I, I think about it. A lot. I, well, I try not to think about it too much because it would just probably punish me, you know what I mean, over and over and over. But I did think about it a lot at a time. And, you know, it, it's – I don't – nobody ever beat me for my belt. And right. that still makes me right. – that makes me sick to my stomach in a lot of ways because yeah. no one ever beat me for that belt. But at the same token, that's, that's the game. I mean, I had a manager for a reason. And, you know, because I was close to my manager – you know, and it was like, I love Dana. I love the UFC, but there was one person above them, you know, which is this guy let me live in his house. I flew all the, the I came all the way out. To, yeah, it was Monty. I came all the way out to Iowa just to, you know, to be with him. And so I was just, all right, if this is what you think is best and this is what we'll do. And so I just kind of rolled with it like everything else. But, you know, it was, I just, I hated it. I hated every right. single second of it because I was like, why couldn't I just be worth it? You know, I guess, and that's where the fighter will get into it, is I didn't think I was overvaluing myself, and I don't think, you know what I mean? And it was just, and it just makes you wonder. It's funny. I've never, ever, ever, ever said this. <laughs> but right. this is, you got you asked it. So I guess ultimately that's what was going through my head was, well, why am I not worth it? Right. And that's kind of was the question. Why? Why am I not worth it? And then... Like I said, when I had to leave, it was whatever. I still but, don't, I, whatever. You know, I hate to say it though, in a roundabout way, I think it was good because I, I like your career outside of the UFC. Like what you did yeah. in Pride was amazing. When you came back to the Ultimate Fighter and then ushered in a new era with the, the WEC, who knows if it works out that way? And I think MMA history is better for ultimately that fork in the road that made you turn, you know, right well, instead you of what. left, you know? I'll tell you what, I've never ever said this. I got a lump in my throat right now. All right, hold on. I've never said this. Dang, what? see, how y'all get me to say, all right, you two, only because it's Buffer in here. All right. I've never, ever, ever, ever said this. But so one of the things, though, after losing that belt and while going to Pride and fighting at 160, and I, it's like, um, I'm trying not to cuss, so I'm trying to keep. Oh, you 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 can. Okay. You're good. Well, there was basically think about it like this: I did everything I was supposed to do. I beat everybody when I was the UFC World Champion. I wasn't supposed to beat BJ. I beat everybody. Right. I beat. I was. I was number one power pound. I was the best on the planet, and all I did somehow, and now all of a sudden I don't have. I lost my belt because the the, the business side of things got in the way, and I lost my belt. I was done. 
Like I like I fuck this. I'm just gonna fight. I'm either gonna knock people out or people are gonna knock me out. But I'm just gonna fight. I'm just fighting. I don't I don't care anymore. I tried to I tried to be calculated. I tried to do you know be skillful, beat everybody. I tried to go out there you know and and defend my belt, beat the ones that I shouldn't beat, and look at what it got me. Right. Nothing. I still right. lost the belt. So I was just at that point like I'll just fight whatever. I'm just fighting. But there was a part of me that. That never came back after that. And even later on, you know, being able to come back, I just, at that point, it was just, I was just fighting because I lost everything that was, you know, the most important thing to me. I lost my world title. And I, that just changed something in me where it's like, that's it. Because, you know, you get booed because you're being too, you're not taking enough risks or back then, especially right. you're being booed because you're not just standing up trying to slug it out. And I'm like, all right, that's what y'all want to see. That's what's going to make me exciting because I tried to be the best on the planet and that didn't give me any value. So now I'll just go out there and just try to knock the shit out of everybody. And if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. But at least I'll be known as the guy that just goes out there and just leaves it all in the cage, skillless or skillful. It doesn't matter. I'll just go out there and fight because I did everything the right way and look at what happened. I got I got destroyed. You let, know what let, I mean? let me ask you, you know, this. The, the very, very, once it does a very, very... Uh, I love the way you put all that, Jens. You're talking from the heart. You're talking yeah. so realistic. I love that. That's what well, I've always loved that about you. Let me ask this real quick, Bruce. Do, do, do you feel like this Hall of Fame nod gives you back something that you lost? Well, you're really hitting this thing, ain't you? Damn you too. Um, I'll tell you what. No, I truly believed. I truly believed that I was never getting in to the Hall of Fame. I, I just, I was never getting in the Hall of Fame. I just, I didn't think because of the way my career ended, because of the way I, I, I fought, you know, I didn't know if the, I, I figured the pioneer side may not even be remembered, you know? And that was something that, yeah. I mean, it was literally two hours before I got inducted. Someone asked me, hey, Jens Pover Hall of Fame. I go, nah, I'm not happening. I go, I, I'm, I didn't do enough. And so I go, I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't do enough. And, and I was okay with that. I accepted it. But for the longest time, I just, you know, people are always, you know, like you just think if your past is going to come up and haunt you, if it's going to bite you in the ass, you know, or what is going to, because, and I love everybody that says like, dude, you need to be in the Hall of Fame. You should be in the Hall of Fame. You're the pioneer. You're this and that. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't do enough. I didn't, I didn't do enough, you know? And, and, but I always had, how can you not? I always feel like just when I lost that belt, I always just felt like, I ah, just, it's like I said, the best way I said it, I, it sucked. I just, I, I did everything right. And I, and I still didn't, I lost my belt. And I just never thought this would happen. But now that getting this hall of fame induction for me is, yeah, it, it's over my career. I, yeah. You know, I'm, I I never I never thought it would happen and I'm so glad I'm so happy that it is because I wanted to finish my journey and now I can finally climb off the mountains of Mordor and I can go home to the Shire. I'm stuck on that. We were talking about it in the in the stream and I can now go back to the Shire and so it's funny because getting this Hall of Fame induction it's like I have this I want to go backwards so bad. I want to go back to my, like, I want to go back to my roots where I came from, where I started. And it's like, I can finally finish my career. I can finally finish it. And I get to finish it on a note like this and be in what to me might be the best hall of fame class I've ever witnessed, you know, and uh, with Jose Aldo and Silva and Cerrone and, you know, I mean, and, I mean, no, I'm sorry with Silva and, and I mean, with, um, I wanted to get to, uh, um, Bobby Lawler and Rory getting in there yeah. as well. So it's just. It's the most badass class of Hall of Famers. Pretty, it's pretty crazy. So it, it goes back to this whole thing, just kind of, I just keep going backwards to where I started. And I was like, man, I can finally, you know, I can finally stop. I, yeah, it, it's, yeah. You know what I mean? I can finally it's yeah, it's it, it's a lot. It, it's the coolest thing in the world. I'm I'm so happy that that I got the nod. This you know now. 
Sorry to keep hitting it, but uh, no one more deserving. And I think uh, no. I think I think you've proved that and just how it impacts you, because that's the other thing, too. Some people, I think, don't really understand where the sport has gone and, and what it required just to get into it and, and, and dedicate your life to it. And, uh, you know, you're of a generation where there's a lot of guys, Jens, that don't have anything to show for yeah. it. And, yeah. you know, the, the fact that you're still very much involved, uh, you know, with the, the UFC stream and, and you know, uh, ushering in a, a new generation of fight fans and teaching them, you know, what the, the old generation was like in the modern fights and giving your take on it. Uh, you deserve the, the accolades and uh, that 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 honor of being in that Hall of Fame, and like I said, just no one more deserving than Jens Pulver. And uh, I'm I'm really happy. I'll I'll be in town to see it happen. I can't wait to to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I I was tickled pink. It That's was, all I can it, tell you. Yeah, I mean, was, so many people deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Not everybody can be in the Hall of Fame, but you are in the Hall of Fame, and I think it's great. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, no it. Question. It was. It, yeah. It, it's. Yeah. It, it's. Um. Now I'm working on the speech, you know, and all that. So it's going to be. Just be yourself, Jens. I... <laughs> Just let it fly I'm... and be yourself. Yeah, you, you know it. I will. Do you get to pick someone to, like, induct you? Do... How does that work? Yeah, my manager. Well, my, my manager, Brian Butler, like I said, you know, Monty was my manager when I was fighting. And then, right. obviously, when I stopped fighting, hey, it was great. I appreciate the, you know, I thank you. It was, it's been a great, a great career. And so then I called Butler. I'm like, Butler! Um, man and then so he's been he's been my manager ever since and uh i love brian so that's yeah 100 percent. he's going to be the one that's doing great. the 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 speech to yeah so we'll see how that works you know he, what he won't you'll, be you'll, too mean it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be like the oscars where you know they're gonna give you the cutoff point you're gonna have all the time in the world i would suspect to say what you want to say this is your moment grab your moment it's a once in a lifetime moment so give him a once in a lifetime speech but just relax don't think you got to re memorize everything it's going to flow when you get up there okay well i i'm more worried about the tears buff i'm more worried about let the, the tears. tears flow come on what's the, <laughs> the mark of a man i mean in my opinion if you can't cry and let tears flow then you got emotional issues yeah you know? yeah let it flow let I think it flow the big thing it'll be it'll be and then so but i this will be the first time i've ever written the speech down for the most part so i can because i know i'm going to be flying off to the right and left and stay focused stay focused and try to get back to the uh it's okay to the theme of the thing but we'll, i have no clue what's going to happen with this one hey when i got my lifetime achievement award i didn't even yes, know sir. i was going to get it and i had to get up there and say something and you know tears yeah they flew <laughs> thank my mom I, I said uh hey mom you know Top of the world, you know, that kind of thing at the end. So just, yeah. just be yourself. Just I've said it too, too many times already. Just yes, you'll be sir. fine. Don't but, put pressure on yourself. The, and that's the thing, too, about fighting is like, yes, it's a, a sport, but combat sports are just so much more emotional than people think about. Like, I mean, it's that old saying, like, you, you don't you don't play fighting. You play a game yeah. of hockey. You play, a, a, you know, a baseball game. You, you don't play a fight. You can't well, play a fight. And speaking of fighters who've been playing, let's go over a couple of stories, Jen. Do you want to go over some new stuff with us? I'm in. Let's find out. Uh, I'm sorry to say Tony Ferguson got arrested for a DUI after he flipped over his truck. Did you see that? I've heard of these things. So I've seen when I'm on, the, I'm doing the, I run the Twitch UFC, the, the Twitch stream uh, for the UFC. And so like, Hey, these certain topics may pop up. You need to try to try not to focus too much on them. Stay on the fights. And I'm like, all right, all right. So I just kind of, you know what I mean? I, I'm shielding it as, as Chad is going nuts about, hey, my man is, um, yeah, he just, uh, he got arrested. I'm like, well, okay, what? You know, it's like, I, I'm going to have to, I don't know enough about it or anything, but I did hear, I did hear about it. If one of you know more, by all means. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, that's his situation, but, you know, thank God again, he didn't get hurt. And Jorge Masvidal's dad, what was it, the other week, got arrested for murder, attempted murder after what? shooting. You didn't hear about this? No. What? I'm like Jens. I just pay attention to fights. Yep. But uh, Jorge Masvidal's dad, right, was arrested for attempted murder. He shot a man in the arms, in the, let's say arms, his arms, during a dispute at Jorge's Miami area home on oh, a geez. Thursday. So he is booked at 133. He's a 67-year-old man. Uh, he opened fire on the man in the kitchen, uh, near the kitchen of uh, Jorge's home. And um, that's it. Nothing else has come out of it. Right. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. Yep. I mean, what? from all sides, right? I, 
All right. I okay. I'm just Not curious. Much you can about, comment on. I'd like to know. I would like to know more about that story. Look, that's point, a problem, though, right? Like we we get these stories out, and they they come out in like one paragraph, and it's like, how do you feel about it? It's like do I don't know. I don't know it? anything you know, about up? it. It's one paragraph. I don't. I don't know what to say. Like, did, did the guy have a gun in his hand and he was threatening and that's why he shot him? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, on a positive note, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the owner of Facebook, um, he's huge a BJJ really, fan. Pardon me? Huge BJJ fan. Not just huge BJJ fan. He just kicked butt in a jiu-jitsu tournament. He won the, the gold and the silver medals. Yeah, look at that. You know, what? He's, yeah, How he do you win the, training. wait, okay, multiple divisions. How do you win the gold and silver medals? It was a local jiu-jitsu tournament, whatever that means. Right. Multiple divisions. I, th I thought he won the gold and then took the silver medalist medal, too. He's like, that's mine. It must be in two different areas of competition. Yeah, it is. Uh, whatever it is. But you know what? Kudos to him. He started training. Uh, he's got a green belt with yellow sashes, it looks like. He started training uh, during COVID and just even told me, too, when I saw him at the UFC, that he's really in love with the sport. And he was just going crazy over it. That's, so that, go show you. Awesome. never can be too old to get in there and start training some jits. Um, much less even compete. I mean, yeah. look at, uh, who's the, uh, who's the, uh, Hardy, uh, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. Look at him. He's competing yeah. in tournaments and he's doing great too. How, how many people came through the old Militich gym though, Jens back in the day thinking that, you know, they, they were tough guys and they were going to do this ultimate fighting thing. And then they last like a class and a half or maybe only even a half a class. And you know, they're, uh, I got to get something from my car. And then you just hear the, the tires screech as no, they pull out the parking it, lot. It's not, no, it, it, I think it's still the same. It might be worse now. Everybody really? just thinks, well, everybody, it, it's like you tell anybody, like, I want to be a fighter. I, I want to be able to say, okay, you know, and then it's getting them to show up. It's the commitment. That's right. all, like, like, how do you do it? What do you mean, how do I do it? I show up every day. It wasn't like there was some, somebody gave me a special key card and said, here, you get to do this. You right. get to become a fighter. It's, I just, yeah, I would, I, I want to do this. And so you just, like in anything, you go out there and you give it 100%. You train every day. And you know what I mean? And it's obviously it's time and effort. And I think that's, so, but a lot of people I think it's anything. You just find out it's probably, it's just not something you want to do. I think what I've found throughout the years is the conditioning side of it is what everybody, you know what I mean? What most people, yeah. can, obviously what, what, what would it be from being like a, a, a casual, someone who casually trains to someone who has taken it to the, to the top level. Right. The amount of time they train every day, the 10 hours they put in compared to the hour they put in, right? Yeah, it's one and thing from being like a guy who does a 5K to a guy who does a marathon. Yeah, well, that's and that's it. So it's like anybody can do this. It's just time. But I think that was the one thing you'd find back in the day was, you know, it, it's just that people would, they would show up and you would just find out really fast. I'm just, I don't think I'm as dedicated. I definitely, I'm not as dedicated as they are. So I must not be at that level. You know what I mean? But again, it's just, you find the style, you find the time that you have, yeah. and, you know, like you said, you talk about Zuckerberg, that's pretty cool, you know, to dominate in a world like that and to be able to come in, you know, I always look at um, CM Punk's another one. I love him from, he was such an icon in his sport to come over and, you know, right into the UFC and sit there and learn how to try to crash. He took like a crash course yeah. through it all, but I love and appreciate him for doing that. You know, I mean, you got to respect that, but I think that's like anybody, they think like it's some, massive thing to become a quote-unquote fighter and be the best in the world when it's it's like in anything it's time repetition yeah. repetition repetition you got to do the mundane do the boring do the things that people don't want to do but that's in anything right and they just find out i think a lot of people find out there's no difference in this one it's not going to be you know it's not going to be you just get to show up. I'm here to right. fight. And you just start, you just go out and start dropping people. It's not street fighting. Oh, I just appreciate that a billionaire right. is going to go out there and take his lumps. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. some humility there. You got to prepare to to be the low man on the totem pole. You might be the hammer in the business world, but you get on the mat the first time, you're going to be the nail for a while. Now, the only thing you do get to do is you get to probably bring in being the billionaire. You get to bring in the best best instructors in the world that's right and yeah. you can have a lot that's of personal true. time right. there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one time you know what i'm saying so you do have that benefit going you know if if if, if you but you deserve it so yeah that's something i've been doing but you're going that's just like getting a crash course in something anything you know just a lot of personal time with the best in the biz if you can afford it can of course do it sounds right I mean, that's <laughs> the name of the game i can, I can tell you
A couple other quick stories here as we get past that. Um, Johnny Depp, you know, with his trial and everything and and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean not doing that movie for 20 plus million dollar payday. He's not uh, he's not crying. All, he's not crying, not going to the bank. He's walking to the bank. He just got a 20 million dollar deal with Dior. Wow. Right. After all that, because obviously his image is still really popular. People are praising him all around. So it goes to show you, I guess maybe uh, all publicity is good publicity. Just spell my name correctly to a certain extent, to a certain extent. And then on the other celebrity side of the coin, Jamie Foxx is uh, in rehab. He's out of the hospital. You heard about that, right, Jens? No. Jamie yeah. Foxx, the actor from all uh, news that comes forth, looks like he might have had, and again, it's not been specifically said, uh, possibly suffered something in the lines of a serious stroke. What? Oh. He was in the hospital for like two weeks, and he had eight days left on a film he was filming. They had to pull him off the set, and I think they're using a, a lookalike or a fill-in, whatever the term is called. Um, but he's finally out of the hospital and he's back in rehab. So I'm just wishing him all the best and, uh, you know, condolences going out to his family and uh, hope everything goes. This is one of the best actors of our generation. This is an actor that started on Living Color, won an Academy Award and went on to do multiple fine films. Yeah. And it's not just his acting ability. As a human being, I wish him the best. Phenomenal singer as well. He's talented in all areas. Yeah, performing. Everything, everything, you know, and at the height of his career. So let's hope he gets 100% fully, fully recovered, and that would be great to see. Um, McDonald, you, you ever go, you ever hear about these lawsuits that people get like fast food uh, companies? <laughs> McDonald was found liable after a child, and this is in Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida seems to be a real happening state for things. Liable after burns from hot chicken nuggets. Okay. From a Happy Meal. Yeah, I mean, th- there's that old one uh, with the the lady and the the hot coffee one that everyone seems to think is ridiculous. But if you actually look into that lawsuit, like she she received pretty bad, like second and third degree burns on her legs. Yeah, that was back like, in the '90s where she yeah. spilled coffee on her lap. She got yeah, but it was burns. Yeah, it was really bad. A lot of people think it was like a frivolous lawsuit, but like there was a, a malfunction with the coffee pot. I don't know. Bottom line is like, you don't want people to sue for just being irresponsible like if they're like i mean hot food's going to be hot but i mean what are we talking here buffer like with these nuggets like what happened was there like personal damage or did someone just burn their tongue and now they're asking for a billion dollars well she got that lady got three million dollars tj which one the the lady you're talking about back in the 90s she got three million dollars yeah well that's what she won she ended up walking away with like something like two hundred thousand dollars though is like after attorney fees and all that stuff. It, w- it was not. I watched a documentary about it. It's on Hulu. There was a documentary on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. But these chicken nuggets. Now hold on. Yeah. How hot were these chicken nuggets? How like they, how hot? Were... <laughs> they. It basically the the lawsuit inside of the Happy Meal were unreasonably and dangerously hot in terms of temperature. What does that so, mean? I, it, that's to be determined, but it caused the skin and the flesh around her thighs to burn. What were the and chicken nuggets her, doing on her thighs? Her, wait, wait, leaving her, she spilled them, obviously, leaving her disfigured and scarred. So there you were go. Were they molten? Pardon me? Were they molten? Like, how does that I work? I don't know. I oh, have no idea. That's crazy. So you spilt your chicken nuggets and it landed on your lap and it burnt Burned, and scarred yeah. to a level that you're going. That's well, that's okay. That what? that was the that's the McDonald's one, okay? Oh, that's oh, there's McDonald's. others. Now let's, okay. now let's talk about Arby's. There's, you hear oh, about Arby's? Arby's. <laughs> no, no, at Arby's, a restaurant in, in uh, Arby's restaurant in Louisiana, <laughs> right? Yeah. They, they found a body. I'm not, I laughing. heard about this. I, I heard about this. this. Yeah, yeah, they found the body of a lifeless body of a female employee in the restaurant's freezer. Yeah, they got locked in the freezer, it sounds like. Yeah, it okay. sounds like she got locked in the freezer. It does not uh, seem to be a homicide, an accident. She actually got uh, locked in the freezer. Can you imagine that? I'm not laughing at the at the body. No, no, I'm laughing not, not at funny. the situation. Right. Because I've walked into those coolers before, right? You, everybody's worked at the, the, the restaurant and stuff and going to back. And she got locked in it. And then you were the only one there. Yeah. And it, it got shut. But they usually have like a push, like a button to, to out. Right. So you can yeah. get out, right? Yeah. Like, how did yeah. you? What? This reminds me. And now I guess when I'm I'm not laughing as in ha ha, but could you imagine the next day when you go popping into work and you pull that freezer open? 
You know, I'll be like, right. whoa, that, that's what I'm laughing at. Like, I'm laughing yeah. because that would be mortifying. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm let, like, no. Let, let I'll me, give you what? a story that's, I'll give you a story that's even more mortifying that happened a week <laughs> oh, or so no, ago. Oh, no, 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 no more mortifying. This one's mortifying. Go, mortifying. Can I add a story of levity first, Buffer? My goodness. Nope, give it. Maybe I'm I shouldn't go into this. Yeah, I'm okay. Hey, real quick, Jens, this is we've been doing this podcast since like 2008, and I tell Bruce every single show, please keep the like morbid, bad, sad stories to a minimum. But if you're going to do it, at least do it in the middle of the show. Don't end the show on it. Yeah, we're towards the end. Okay, I think I'll leave this alone. All right, so let me add a story of levity. Jens will appreciate this. My Here's old a story boss, of levity. Here's my a story old- of levity. My old boss, uh, Jeff Sherwood, he, he owned and operated and created the website Sherdog.com, went up to uh, Rockford, Illinois for an extreme challenge back in the day. This was like December 2005. Didn't know what the weather was like, lived in Southern California. So he was like, whatever, shows up in Illinois in uh, a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and gets locked out of his hotel with chicken nuggets, believe it or not, from McDonald's. And it's 20 below zero with the wind chill. And, uh, you know, this is something that happens to California people that go to the Midwest and they don't look at the the weather. They just show up in shorts and think everything's going to be fine. Uh, thankfully, he got let back into the hotel. It was one of those, uh, uh, you know, side doors. So he just had to go out to the front lobby. But yeah. uh, his chicken nuggets were ruined. And he was in Rockford? Illinois, yeah. walking yeah. around like that. Yeah. Oh, in funny. December, it been, been in the safe side of Rockford, man. <laughs> I guess. Hey, oh, yeah, crazy. Well, that's where that's my crazy. that's my wife. Yeah, they're, they're from Rockford. Hey, hey, TJ, a uh, Minnesota man. Uh huh. No, years ago, back in two thousand, I think it was two thousand five. Right. Uh, the Wizard of Oz, the Ruby Slippers, the Darth. Yeah, Moore. Grand Rapids, Minnesota. They, Grand uh, Rapids, Minnesota. They uh-huh. they smashed a glass display case, stealing the slippers. Yep. And investigators said they had no evidence aside from a single sequin. Mm-hmm. But a breakthrough came in the case like 13 years later when they recovered the uh, slippers during an undercover operation in Minneapolis and no wow. suspects were taken into custody. But they finally, they've, they've arrested and indicted the man over the theft of the slippers years later. Wow. You know, and I'm sorry, you steal something like that much as anybody else. Steal a pair of shoes under my bed. You got to pay the price. These slippers sold at for $666,000 in year 2000. Yeah. Current, and then they were insured for a million. Um, the current value is, what do you think? Uh, I'll say buck 50. Wait, 150 K. No, I just told you they sold for 666,000. Oh, okay. 1.5, 1.5, 3.5, million. Okay. I thought you said they sold for 60,000. No, 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 no. Six, it's okay. But 3.5 million. I, I, it, that's such an iconic, iconic uh collectible when you think about it yeah at the minute, what would you do with them if you took them like why would you steal them you can't yeah. sell them it's no. like you wonder they, when you steal like you, these famous just, paintings what do you do they're with gonna them? sit up there on this, this shit. Like, what are you, gonna, you gotta hide them the whole time right. they gotta be they gotta be hidden do you ever just break out and go hey you gotta see these slippers they have, i don't know there's oh, there's some... keep a secret they're dead what you can't ever do anything right. about this that's crazy hey, hey where are your belts jens <laughs> do you got your belts on display at home yeah you got on your set you there i have one it sits with me because when people want to see on the stream, they're always that's awesome. They're always like boom. But see, this is the one, and we did talk to we we asked the Rock. I remember the UFC streams asked Rock, "Do you remember this?" And he says, "Yep, I remember the day I absolutely wow, signed it." Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Lay the, the smack remembers? down on all their candy asses, the Rock. I had him sign it a long time ago. Does it say lightweight champion on one of the plates? It says. Yeah, it says lightweight champion on both sides okay. of the plates. And then my brother has one, and one is ironically the one belt made it in the Hall of Fame before I did. But now I get to, hopefully I get to be lined back up with it. When is that, is that the one with the guy with the fist on it? Yep, that was yep. the original where it says bantamweight. I love that. Right, bantamweight. Yeah, so I, I mean, I was you, the bantamweight champ at one point, and then switched to the lightweight champ. You know, we talk about collectibles. Those belts are worth a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, sure. especially this way. It's it's signed by The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> well, I love that. That's but he remembers it. He was we were at so a gold cool. gym uh, the Rock, in the Rock Iowa. Is a very cool guy. He's I love amazing, him. How cool he love is. him. And that's why just the way that he grew up and his car shows. Like I, I would love for you to sign his belt, man. I go, you're 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 my you're my hero. And this is a long. This was a long time ago. I just loved just the way that he grew up. 
you know, and stuff. It's like, man, I got, I got to have you sign this belt. I seen him and I was like, this is all I had on me. I was like, Hey, sign this. <laughs> now you only get one belt as a UFC champion. They don't give you a new one every get time the you defend. Diamonds or whatever. Yeah. The rubies yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, try to get a ruby. And then I've got, I, I, I got my desktop belt. So you get that. Oh, nice. and you get like the diamonds that go. Oh, that's really cool. Or something like that. Yeah. My desktop though. You got to have that. That's that's really that's really cool. I'd like to have one of those. I know, right? I got lucky, man. It is my my boss. He, he they sent it to me, so I was like, "All right, yeah," because all I all uh -huh. the times I've got to do all these giveaways and stuff, right? And I'm like, "You're giving away these desktop belts." And I was like, "Man, I'd love to have one of these." And and well, then it showed up in the mail. I was like, mm, "Yeah." We're showing off belts. I'm never gonna win one, but Jeremy Horn won one, and he gave it to me. This is like my prized possession, UCC belt that Jeremy Horn uh, won back in like 2002. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so now we're going to sign off here soon. To, uh, tell us, Jens, what's going on now? What would you like to tell us about before we sign off? Anything special you want to mention? Well, the biggest thing is, is just kind of, again, like Twitch TV slash UFC. We'll be back on Friday watching Fights of Fighters fighting and Saturday's fights. Saturday, we'll do the watch along. So I'll be doing that. That's kind of where I get to sit and commentate and just break down the fights. And if we do a pay-per-view, we have guests that'll pop, that'll come on board. And so we'll sit around and just do the watch alongs on the pay-per-view. But we're here Monday. We got Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, we start Tough Tuesday. We're finishing up season 14. Monday, I like I said, we recap. We just we interviewed Brian Battle. Um, and then if it's a pay-per-view, we'll be on on Wednesday. But pretty much Monday, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Anybody can come in and check us out, hang out there. And other than that, yeah, no, I'm just, um, I've got Sumo coming up tonight. So I'll be live on on the Twitch TV slash Jens Pover watching Sumo. I don't miss it. Y'all watch Sumo? Sumo wrestling? No, it's oh, fascinating. Oh, it's the, whoo, the boss show. Man, buff, you can't. All right, look. There, it's 15 days, right? They they compete once a day for 15 days. Wow. Best record wins. And my man, Terano Fuji, is back. He's healthy. That's my guy. He's been my guy for three years. So he's um he's uh he's all four, he's got four wins right now. So he's four and oh. It's yeah, it's gonna be a tight race, but I love it. If you haven't ever checked it out, you gotta check out the buy shows over there. Sumo, it is something. I want to go to Japan just so all the time in Japan, I never went to a, an event. So I'd like to be able to go back and get an event, but so that's what we're doing today. We'll be on watching sumo. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Wow. No, very cool. Very cool. Jens. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Yeah. Very, very yeah. cool. Uh, be, TJ, before you come on, um, medicaleverything.com, our sponsor for the show. Uh, they have an interesting article now on tips on uh, how to stop being such a people pleaser and learn to say no. Uh, something I suffer from myself once in a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> so interesting articles. Everybody check it out at medicaleverything.com. Uh, which is a sponsor of It's Time Radio. And TJ, what is up with you? Uh, follow me online, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. At TJ DeSantis, you can check out Extra Rounds. Uh, it's available on uh, UFC Fight Pass, the Facebook page, as well as uh, YouTube. And uh, before we go, happy uh, 24th birthday to Bruce Buffer coming up here on the 21st of May. Jen's oh, actually called it out before we even got on I the got air. It, yeah, oh, the story. Hold on. I got to tell this. So this is this is how I knew it was your birthday coming up because there's a clip on at UFC streams on Twitter, which by the way, you can follow on Twitter at UFC streams on Twitter. And they made this, this compilation of every time buff, I shit you not every time we're watching, cause we're just watching fights of fighters fighting. So I'm always watching fights. I'm just breaking down the fights and then we'll like, uh, you know, we'll have a matchup and we'll get, we'll watch a fight of each fighter who will be fighting on that Saturday. And I'm like, and it's just this compilation. Of me going, look at that jacket. Look at that jacket. And there was one I'm like, come on, man. Look at that jacket. God, Bopper in his jackets. It's you and your jackets. I cannot. Man, you're a savage. I'm telling you what. They, I, whoo. Then there's this one. You're in this white jacket. And I was like, oh, my Lord. Look at this classy son of a bitch. He looks like 007 coming <laughs> out there. I was going ham. So they made this big compilation. If you look on Twitter, at UFC Streams, I think that's how. Oh, you might be able to Google. I think you can Google Jens Pulver reacts to Buffer's jackets and you'll find this thing. Right, AK? You might be able to, I think you can see it that hey, way. Hey, Jens, do me a favor. Do me, do me a favor. Shoot it over to uh, uh, TJ and he'll send it to me. Can yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, find yeah, it. Shoot yeah, it over AK to TJ. Send it to Sean me. found it. So I got to, I'll, I'll get it. I'll shoot it over. But it is me just going, <laughs> yeah, That's you and funny. them damn jackets. Well, I love them. I love them. Yeah, it's, 
Amazing how these things pop up. Yeah, they call me a fashion icon if they only knew what I dressed like during the day. Here it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man for all seasons, man for all reasons. So there you go. Hey, hey, Jens, real quick. What do you think of my shoes? I married a Hawkeye. What do you think of my Ooh, shoes? I like it. I like it. There you yeah. go. See, I, I like I, the hat. I'm finally wearing the hat 100%. I got my my big game, new big game hats coming in, so I'll be set up. I got new ones. But, yeah, I have to roll the Hawkeye. Nice. That's a hell of a pair of shoes right there. I like that. Thank you. All right, TJ, what's up? No, I just said, follow me on Twitter at TJ DeSantis. That's that's it. That's all you're all done. What's up with you, Buff? What's up with you? That's it. Oh, my gosh. All right, everybody. Listen, I want to make a little announcement here. But those of you that live in uh, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, Illinois, and Wisconsin, the Myers supermarkets now are the big distributor of Puncher's Chance. Oh, nice. over, Over 225 stores in all those states. So enjoy it. Go out and get it. Enjoy watching the UFC as you toast the fighters, you know, putting their blood, sweat, and tears on the octagon floor. Nothing better than do a puncher's chance toast to everybody taking a puncher's chance with Jens. If anybody knows what a puncher's chance is, you do. You know it. You do. I remember that famous one-time knockout. Remember that? He came Little out. Little Eagle is soared backstage. Landed backstage at Little Eagle. Little evil. The little eagle, eagle flies yeah. again. Yeah, little, yeah, eagle, little flies eagle flies again. again. Yeah, he's soaring sure. backstage. He, he soared backstage with our own James Wormy. Mary Jane. Oh, oh, man. Wormy. Oh, God. There you go. So far. So far. I just right, sent it to you, TJ's the clip. So. Perfect. Sorry. Jazz, we could have you on for a long time to talk about all this stuff. In Anytime. The past. My Anytime. gosh, we should have you on again soon. Uh, I word. just want to thank everybody, too. It's Time Cologne is still the number one selling cologne on Amazon in the United States and number five in the UK. Uh, be in your stores and everything coming soon. So there's my shilling part of the show. Otherwise, time to have a birthday weekend, celebrate life, which I plan to do. Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate your best wishes. And um, to everybody out there listening, we love you all. Continue. We'll be back next week with another guest. Maybe not as exciting as Mr. Pulver, but we'll be back with another guest. (laughs) All right, everybody, set your goals, write them down. Make sure you're fully knowledgeable about everything you want to do. So when you set on that yellow brick path road to the future of your life, you perform at the best you can be. Because if you're performing at the best you can be, then you're winning. And that's what we're all about on this time radio. Winning, be happy, and be a role model to your sphere of influence. That's all I ask. Enjoy, everybody. Have a great week, a great weekend. See you next week. Buffer out. That is the greatest jacket I have ever seen in my life. I would, I want that jacket, that bow tie. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh, that jacket, though. That jacket, though. Look at that jacket. Oh, that jacket, though. Look at that jacket. Look at that jacket. Look at that jacket. Dang, man. Look at that jacket. That jacket right here. That jacket. Look at that jacket. It's like this urban. Look at this jacket. Dang. Look at that jacket. Get out of here. Oh, look at that jacket. Shit, look at that jacket. I like that jacket. The jacket's making me dizzy. I can't focus. Look at that jacket. Damn, Bruce. God dang it. Come on. It's like it's straight out of a movie. I mean, this is just bullshit. This is just. I mean, this is bullshit. All right. I I, I said I've liked every other jacket, but this is it. Come on, man. That's it.